welcome back to the Life Unplugged podcast. We are back with part two of So I Am My Brother's Keeper. And we ended off part one discussing a defining moment in my life, in my relationship with my brothers. And just to recap that, back in 2016, we all came together. Uh, for a family function to support my nephew who was graduating high school. And it was the first time that all of us were in the same room with my mom, all of my brothers and sisters. And we had a, you know, heart to heart family talk meeting basically. And in that meeting, I learned from my youngest brother that he really felt some kind of way about the fact that I was not in his life at a younger age, that I had basically gone off, got married, did my own thing. And was away from him. And he expressed to me that he loved me, but that he didn't know me. So what it did is it it forced me to take a look at myself and to try to make changes and to try to develop the relationship with my brothers more fully. And so in part one, my brother Stan, the next to the youngest brother is still here with me as we start part two. What's up, Stan? What's good, man? What's good? What's good? So we're going to continue this conversation, man. So that was a pretty, you know, defining moment. Um, you know, I, that was the one thing that that stood out for me for that that week that we were together. So um, I guess as we as we continue on this topic of being my brother's keeper and just growth, uh, we're adults now. Right. We don't yep. stay young forever. So whatever, whatever issues we had when we were younger, you know, we, we either got to live with them, fix them or whatever, or stay mad about them forever. But the thing is we're adults now. So I guess the question that I would have for you is as an older brother now, you know, what, what impact do you feel that, that I I have on your life? If any, man, a lot, to be honest, again, before I was talking about how you was a role model and speaking on like, Goody two shoe and all of that silliness, but bottom line is <laughs> that's <I> funny. Mean, <laughs> that is funny, but it's true though, right? It is. Yo, though, if you man, you, if you ask Oliver, right? He'll be like, the only thing, the only trouble. <laughs> do you remember when he said this? He was like, "Yo, if it was Jeremy, wasn't getting in no trouble unless it had to do with what a girl." <laughs> yes, <laughs> you already know, bro. And the funny thing is. I don't even know that I had that playing in my head. I don't know that I've heard Oliver say that for sure. Yeah, exactly. I just know because I know you. <laughs> like, I don't feel like I don't know you, bro. I'm telling you right now. I've, I've heard enough stories because, I mean, when you think about knowing somebody, I mean, I, I could never say I don't know my dad. Right. But I don't know the stories of exactly how he grew up you know what i'm saying like i don't know every little detail of every single moment of his life but that's still my dad and i still feel like i know my dad so it's kind of the same thing with you like i mean you was there as a big brother and now you still here as a big brother so i mean i don't feel like i don't know you at all i feel like i know you very well and like i said i don't see bad so because that that gives me a perspective on how a man should be, how a husband should be, how a father should be, uh, an entrepreneur or a business manager, or whatever you want to call it. Like you are a leader and you show that from day to day nowadays, for sure. Like hands down. 
Yeah, I appreciate and, that. Like, I, we, we'll chop it up on the phone. We'll get on our Zoom calls. You be at work in the office and all of that. Like, I mean, you you just a you're a positive, you're a positive role model, bro. It's that simple. Yeah, I appreciate it's that. It's really that man. simple. And I mean, when it comes down to my personal life as far as anything kind of like it's been times i've called you for like advice about a relationship or something like that yeah. a few times a few times random and i personally don't i don't talk to a lot of people i i've got i could count my friends on one hand for sure and out of those friends it's a selected few of them that i would even never talk about personal life with you know what i'm saying right so as far as people to talk to about certain things, I don't possess that because I don't look for it in anybody else. I don't trust people. I don't, I got my own issues with all of that, but right. bottom <laughs> line, I, I stick to people that I'm really close to. So if I'm asking you anything about a relationship, trust me, I have plenty of respect for you and I see you in a different light because I literally would not ask anybody for any advice on anything almost pretty much pretty hard-headed and i'm pretty sure you know that yeah you always been like that though yeah man (laughs) and i know that for sure i'm hard-headed man but i'm learning it's good yeah i'm getting better with it what yeah you you know just like with anything you definitely have have grown i mean over the years i've seen you mature Mm -hmm. and you you know you raised me the way you are with your kids you know what i'm saying i i you know i I, I never pictured you guys with children, right? Right. But, like, when I see you with your kids, I'm like, yo, like, they be like, daddy, dad, you know, like, they love you. They like, I'm like, right, yo, right. that Stan got kids. Crazy, <laughs> like, it, it still, you know, it still it trips me out. <laughs> yeah, it still trips me out. But, you know, I see the way you are with your kids, the way you take care of your kids, you know what I mean? You know, doing your best to provide for them. So, you know, um, under any circumstances, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances are, you know, I definitely see you, see you doing that. So, you know, hopefully I had some impact. I mean, it sounds like I, I you know, you definitely had some did. impact on that. So I appreciate that for sure. Your oldest daughter was my first niece, bro. That's right. That was my first niece. I used to walk around with Asia in my arms all the time. We like five years apart. <laughs> yep, I know. Exactly. I used to carry her around faithfully. I remember it vividly vividly i used to carry asia around like we literally were probably almost the same size yeah and she loved y'all too man she loved you straight up man and she always knew like even growing up like growing up like yo i got my my uncles they they handle whatever right you know that's that's like (laughs) that's for real that's how she always felt like oh i know i can call my uncles if it was a problem that's how she She felt you already know that's how she felt she already knew so even though we was, you know, we live kind of far, not really that far. We wasn't really living that far away. We maybe like in the last 10, right. 10 12 years, we moved further away. But, you know, mm-hmm. but she just knew it, just, it seemed far away, but it really wasn't. We wasn't really, really that far away. I mean, you see where I live right now. Well, so, I mean, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm still here all the time. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you about that. What was that like real quick? Just briefly, you moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota when you were how old? Um, I was, I think I was about to turn 18 or 18. Yes. I, was, I was like just turning 18 or about to turn 18, I think. Yeah. You was basically out there by yourself. I mean, you was out there with, with Liv, um, right. you know, big sis. For a little while. Yeah. For a little while. But what was that like being out there by yourself though? Man, once, once I wasn't living with Liv no more, I just kind of, man, 
it turned into a whole man, 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 man. <laughs> so again, I could tell these stories for days, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make them slightly brief. But let's say I was getting in a whole bunch of trouble. Let's just say that. Okay. Constant trouble. Constant trouble. Always something. Every day, something. Whether it was a parking ticket or or uh the cops raid in the house that I, I was remember staying. that. I remember it, that. It's always something, man. Always something. And I was living, I was on my own and I was living with like kind of from house to house, kind of. So like, but well, not house to house at this point. Right away, I was living in one place and I stayed there for a while. While I was there, it was a party house. So I mean, every day, all day, parties. Party, 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 drugs, whatever. Everything was in this house all the time, all day long. So me, I'm trying to do school. I'm trying. I'm, I was just trying to stay focused, but it was nearly impossible to say the least. So, I mean, ended up getting in trouble, bouncing around a lot. Like I wasn't grounded. I didn't have no, no vision of what I wanted to do with myself. So I just was all over the place. And no, um, what do I want to say? No direction, no direction, but mainly a person to give me direction is what I was looking for. Like a father figure to tell me, Hey, snap out of it. You're doing something stupid. Like right now I'm the age that I am. And you said two kids earlier. I just wanted to correct that. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I always claim Dion. Yeah, Um, you're right. You're right. Shout out Dion, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But always that's my little man i've been around him since he was like three that's yeah. always gonna be my guy um but he's 14 now i've been raising him i took him his first day of school all of that like i'm his dad and three years from now there's no way in the world i wouldn't be on his head if he was making horrible decisions right you know what i'm saying three years from now four years from now it's no way i wouldn't be on his head if he was making bad choices or doing the wrong thing or hanging out with the wrong people and i just didn't have that so literally i was left to a position i was left in a position where i had to make those decisions for myself so it was either be mature and get away from these people because you know they're doing this and that and whatever or fall with them because you ain't got nobody else around you to stop you right and you know what pretty much the route that i took and let me know Excuse me, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just, you know, I'm getting old. I got to say it before I forget it. <laughs> no, you good. Go ahead. What I was going to add to that is, like, obviously, I would hear about them different situations. Mm-hmm. You know, I would hear about, you know, situation with Liv and Q. Right. You know, right. that I hear, I heard about the, you know, the house getting raided and all of that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, different situations that you was going through. And I just felt so helpless to help you. Right. I'm like, dang, you know, sometimes I would hit you up after the fact, like, yo, you good? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's up? You know, I just felt like it was just like, I just felt like I couldn't help. I felt that's, that's like the times when I felt it the most as a big brother, like, dang, I'm his big brother. Like I, I was, you know, I can't even be there to help him out. You know, right. I, I didn't, I, I didn't really see a way to really help at that time because obviously we, you was much younger and you were still right. trying to find your way and, and make your, your decisions in your life. Um, but that was like the times when I was like, dad, you know, when I, I really felt it like, man, if I had been around, you know, and have more of an influence or impact then maybe he wouldn't be going through this situation, you know, so you know, I was on that. 
Right. And I mean, while that might be very true, I, I would never say it wouldn't be true or it can't be true, but I was, we spoke about it already. I was a hothead and I still am a hothead. I'm hard-headed and I'm way better now than I ever was at the age of 17, 18, or anything younger than that. So it's a very strong possibility that you being around or you telling me anything could have even backfired before it would even help. Because at that point I was, I was dealing with my own mental thought process. Like, I mean, my mentality was just that it was mine and nobody could change it. I wasn't letting nobody alter it. The only person that could really say anything and get anything over to me was mom. Right. And she couldn't even really say much to me without me going off on her. So it was like, and I don't mean going off disrespectful, right. you know what I'm saying though. But like I I just didn't want to hear it. And that's just the truth. Like I had my mind made up. And I mean, I was going through so many different things that it was like you you trying to be a big brother that guided me in the right direction would not have guided me in the right direction at that time. I don't think. Right. I think yeah, I think it would have made me like shut down on listening to you. It might have made me not answer your call the next time or something like that. That's right. the kind of mindset I had. Like I ain't want to hear that. You'd be like feeling like I was like preaching maybe, you know, like Yeah, like I wasn't yeah. ready to listen for that. So because I wasn't ready to listen, it would have done you no justice or me no justice for you to deliver that information at that time. Right. So in my opinion, what you did was probably the best thing to do. Call me just to check on me. Let me know that you're there. Let me know you, you know what I'm saying? You heard about it and, and you just want to make sure I'm okay. Stuff like that. That I feel like personally that was the best thing for you to do. And that's that's just my opinion. But, yeah. I mean, it's my life too. So my yeah. opinion is pretty much uh, what goes right now. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. No, no, I appreciate that. No, I mean, that's just the, you know, it's just crazy. Until we started, because really, I would say, um, you know, we always talk, you, me and you always talk, you know, like mm-hmm. over the years or whatever. But I feel like the last like couple years is when we kind of had some of these deeper conversations, mm-hmm. just getting that perspective of, of what it was like, you know, um, for you, you know, being out there because you was out there by yourself. You like 19, 20 years old, you know, in a whole nother right. state with nobody around. I mean, you had Liv, Liv was there, so it was different. I know you always had Liv. I think I felt always felt better because you had Liv to fall back on. Right, Because right. she was out there. I knew she was going to look out for you no matter what. So, right. you know, Liv so let's. Solid. You already know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liv, Liv. She, she the one that, you know, kept me inspired to, you know, even do this podcast. She wouldn't let me, um, Man, she wouldn't let me quit. That- Speaking of inspirations, yeah, you definitely got me back. You lit the fire that lived lit under you. You took that same fire and lit it under me. Okay, and that's what all this music. And I'm glad you just said that live lit that because literally, her doing that for you is, in my opinion, the only reason that you ended up able to do that for me. I feel like had you backtracked and not done this podcast thing and all of that and went a different route. I don't feel like we ever would have had the conversation about me getting back to my music. Right. So I feel like, and maybe we would have, I don't know. Maybe we would have, but I know for a fact that you talking to me 
about the podcast and the excitement that I've seen in you from the podcast and doing that, it just, it gave me, it gave me the, the thought process that I remembered from before when I was doing my music. Right. Cause I stopped, I stopped messing with music a while ago, like probably like a year ago, not really stopped messing with it, but I just stopped taking it so serious. Like I'll go in the studio and record every once in a while and, I'll write a song every now and then or try to make a beat every couple months or something like that. But I stopped taking it real serious. I stopped doing it every day. I stopped trying to perfect my craft. And I just got I got to a point where I didn't like it no more. And a lot of the reason was stress. A lot of the reason was not being settled and and not really knowing which way I'm going to go with my life yet. And then a nice chunk of it, actually the vast majority of it, I'll say, is my best friend passed away in July, at the end of July. So that threw me all the way off because this guy literally, Smurf, rest in peace. But this dude, literally, I let this man hear every one of my songs, all of them, long before I ever let anybody else hear him. Any song that you can name right now that you know of mine, that you love that nigga probably told me something about that song for sure like i don't know whether it was yeah no you should uh yeah keep it like that like most of the things that i wrote he would tell me perfect keep it just like that that's hot but a lot of the stuff i wrote too he'd be like yo you should do this twist this then i'd be like yeah i'd be like that oh all right i see that i see that and i'll do it it might just be a simple word twist but he always was real into my music. So like when this dude left, it was just like, man, like who am I going to let hear my songs? Right. Like real. And I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for you, bro, like for real, I I literally don't know that I would have got heavy back into music. Not at this point. Yeah. Not at this point. It would have been a little bit before I started messing with music again. Well, but, I'll tell you, right. man, like, like for real, like, I mean, you my brother, you know what I mean? But this is this is real talk. Like, a couple years ago when you were, you know, I used to be on you, like, yo, send me your music, send me your music. And, mm-hmm. um, but even though, at, even though before all of this, I wasn't really saying do music. I was just like, yo, if you got music, send it to me. But right. when you would send me something, yo, I know, I know all the words already. Right. You know, I know all the words. I have it on my playlist. I'm like, yo, how can I get? I ain't had no iPhone at the time, so I was trying to like figure out how to download it and listen to it. Get it on this, you know, get it here on the computer, whatever. Right, right. You know, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I actually agree with you on that point. Um, you're right. If lit, because I had went to live and I had said to her, I was like, I don't think I can do this podcast thing. I, I, I don't think it's really the right thing to do. I'm not really sure about it. I'm not really sure about you know just talking and especially like obviously we having a conversation that we might only have on the tel- on the telephone mm-hmm. for hopefully hundreds thousands of people to hear <laughs> right, uh, right i mean obviously Straight that's up. the hope we hope that <laughs> up. This, is, this is literally a regular conversation yeah it's a regular conversation that we might have mm-hmm. and but now we hoping that hundreds thousands of people hear it so i was like concerned about that um you know, just even if one person would hear it, but honestly, you speaking your truth, I think it's great conversation. And if any, if any person hears this and maybe they haven't been spending time with their brothers and sisters, 
they haven't been spending time with their family. They they haven't had conversation, deep conversations with their brothers, sisters, family, mother, father, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hoping that this conversation that you and I have inspires them to do that because life is so short. And we learned that in 2020. I talked about Yo, that in my I'm last episode. You. you know, life is so short. You know, it could be here. You could just get flu-like symptoms and be dead. The next day. COVID. It's, it's that quick, man. You know, it's that quick. So my friend who passed, I was literally, it's crazy. We were getting in the studio that night. We had wrote a song. And this dude don't even rap. He was my quarterback to my football team, on my football team. So we won a championship together and everything. But this dude literally, literally did not rap, but he was going to rap this one night. We was getting in the studio. He called me like two or three times, emailed me once or twice or something like that. Never emails me. But this particular night, he emailed me, called me a bunch of times. I was asleep, though, because I was so all over the place, running around, up all kind of crazy hours. And that's that's kind of why my motivation for music wasn't there. Like, like I said, I was a lot of stress going on. It was a lot of stress going on. But he called me, and I didn't pick up the phone because I was asleep. So the night that we were supposed to go in the studio is the night that he passed away, which is crazy. That wow. like blows my mind every time I think about it. Cause like, that's just crazy. Like you never think that something like that is going to happen and it just happens. Right. It's like literally like we can't, we can't think that any time is guaranteed to us, man. No. These conversations will always be around for our kids, our kids, kids to see, or I mean to hear, and our families to listen to our voices like this is the kind of stuff you got to do not necessarily a podcast but even just memories conversation uh right. videos pictures it's all necessary it it's is all necessary because we are not promised tomorrow man that's one life of the reasons way too short way yeah, too short yeah it's one of the reasons i wanted to do it while i called it life unplugged and why i wanted to do it is centered around really around family i mean i've done some solo episodes but really uh, at the core reason why I did it is to sit down. It's to be able to sit down and have these conversations with the hope that it will inspire someone to do the same thing, that someone right. will go talk to their brother. They will go talk to their sister, their mother, their father, their cousin, whoever reconnect with them, forgive them, whatever it is. And just sit down and have those conversations let them know how much they, they, uh, they love that person. So, mm-hmm. You know, no, I'm glad that uh, you got back into doing music because really uh, uh, ever since you got back into doing music, a bunch of things happen. Positive, yep. you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you did the interview mm-hmm. with G Slade. You've been getting in the studio. I feel like you've been in the studio like every night since you've been here. Dude, like, <laughs> crazy hours, man. Like, I feel like, like I actually, I took like a week off intentionally because like I felt burnt out. Like I was like, yo, right. I've never been in the studio this consistent yeah. for this many days in a Like it was crazy. Like we was in there like every night for like a week from like seven or eight o'clock at night to like six in the morning. Yo, right. I was walking out of the studio. It was light outside. Yeah. And I mean, don't get it wrong. I always have been in the studio a lot, but never that consistent getting that much accomplished. Right. I've never been this focused in the studio for that many hours. And, like, when I said we was recording or, or writing the entire time, that's exactly what we was doing. So the entire time, we cooking something up the whole time. 
That's good. Whole time. No, no dull moments. Anytime we got tired of a beat and we was halfway done with it, we'll flip songs, go record the one that's finished, come back to the other one, finish right now, one record. Like we was getting stuff done constantly. Like to the point that my voice was gone. Like day four, I ain't had no voice left. So well, I can't wait to hear what came out of that. Oh, <laughs> what man. out of those sessions. I heard I heard some clips of some of the stuff, but you know, I can't wait to hear the stuff that comes out of that session. So um, I got so that I'm, little old school surprise. I ain't gonna say too much about it, but yeah, I got a little old school surprise. I'm gonna get that to you and let you play that on one of your shows, yeah. whether I'm on it or not. You'll I, like it. Though. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I'm, I'm glad done. that I'm glad that you know um, we have you know reconnected and no, we're not really reconnected, but that I think that I just as as men we have just grown. Our relationship has grown. I'll say that I'll say it that way. That right, we right. as men, our relationship has grown. We have an adult relationship. Like I'm your big brother, but we both men at the same time. Yeah. Like you know, at the at the end of the day, that's that's you know, we both men and we respect each other as such. Um, but you know, um, it's all love, it's family. But as men, we respect each other, and you know, we do what we can to help. I know I can call on you for whatever, and you know, you can hit me up yes, or whatever. Sir. You know. But um, that takes us to the next part because at the on top of all of those things and whatever we experience growing up as kids and we didn't even scratch the surface really of stories and things that we could tell about our childhood we didn't even we didn't even scratch the surface so we'll save some of that for when ollie you know oliver comes on he'll give his perspective because he's he's a lot closer in age to me right so his perspective he he spent more time with me growing up we we had a lot of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had a lot of uh stories me and oliver i feel got- like that bridges the gap for me too though yeah. bro oliver because i it's been points in time that i've been like and not even points in time like me and ali like like ali ain't been married since i was like eight right yeah right right <laughs> so so ali got got a little bit more time to like be around me on like a different kind of level you feel what i'm right, saying right like so Oliver, trust me, I heard stories, bro. And honestly, now that I'm thinking back on what we talked about with Steph earlier, that probably has a lot to do with why Steph didn't feel like he knew you and why I did. Because I spent different time with Ali. So me and Ali had different conversations than him and Steph would have had at that point. You know what I'm saying? Right, that makes so sense. I, f- I feel like Steph might not have got all those those jewels that Ali was dropping about you and him and the stories and all of that. So he might have missed story time about Jay. You know what I'm saying? Right. And with him missing story time, you're not going to feel like you know anybody. But I heard story time, my brother. Yeah, listen. We, we got I some story time. We got some epic stories and things. You know, I mean, every child, everybody got their own epic stories for childhood, and I'm sure. Right people can tell they own you know something to top the next one but for it was it was epic for us <laughs> right 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 you know and it was our story so we have like we you and i didn't even scratch the surface on that but like i said when we, when i sit down with oliver he'll give his perspective and he'll tell some of those stories i'm sure and he's right. a funny funny dude yeah, so yeah, yeah you so already know we, we already know we're going to get for him and hopefully i can sit down with steph but i did want to ask you this one question just about uh if you could just talk about just being a father, what that's been like for you, man, being a dad, man, 
it's it's a lot of work number one but it's they they always say it's a saying i don't i can't quote the saying i don't know it right offhand but um it's something about if if you doing what you love you'll never work a day in your life right so when it comes to being a dad man like like i said like i was like seven years old eight years old walking around carrying asia i was nine years old walking around carrying carrying robert now I'm saying I was 11 years old walking around carrying Robbie, Robert and Renee. You get what I'm saying? So 14, I'm watching a four-year-old and a two-year-old yep. throughout the day while Olivia is at work. Like I was either 14 or I was about 13 or 14. So like I've been around kids all my life, man. So it was never strange to me to be around a kid. It was never like uncomfortable for me to be around a child whether it was somebody else's or mine so when Devin came around um like I took him in immediately like at first it was more like a I kind of gave him tough love and I'm gonna blame that on you and Ollie because y'all used to beat us up I'm gonna just tell you let's get into these stories one little quick time (laughs) you yeah bruh yeah you thought i wasn't gonna bring this up i forgot i almost forgot i almost didn't bring it up oh man y'all used to drop us over the banister bro yo you are tripping right now we ain't never yo yo watch when steph get on this job listen you used to drop me you held me over the thing by one foot one foot if you wasn't listening i ain't gonna lie we was probably being bad because me and steph was bad but Y'all would drop us, and Ollie would jump into the pick. Like basically, I can't explain it. Yo, you are Ollie tripping right now. We did from not the middle do of the that. living room and catch us over the banister, bro. Steph will tell you, I'm not making this up. <laughs> I cannot make this up. I don't know how neither one of y'all remember that, yo. Yo, yo, you are tripping. Yo, let me just say something. Yo, you torturers are never sound. remember what they do, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, bro. You really go have people thinking I was a bad brother. We was on a good track, too. Look, y'all used to look. I'm going to tell you, you didn't beat us up so much. Oliver used to beat us up, bro. Like, yo. But I'm going to tell you, y'all made us tough, man. I love every bit of it. But basically, I said all of that to say I was tough on Devin when it came to, like, roughhousing with him and all of that. Like, I treated him the way y'all treated me. And to me... That wasn't no bad thing. And, like, even now, to this day, Devin loved me to death. Like, I could go, he could be all the way mad. He could be sad, crying. I'll go do something, push him in the head, and then look at him a certain way. He's going to laugh. And that's because of the relationship I developed with him by treating him the way you and Oliver treated me. And I'm not even making that up. Like, that's the only, I didn't treat him like a dad because I wasn't his dad. And I didn't want to come in the picture and, like, try to take over, like, oh, I'm dad. Now you better listen to me, son. Like, no, like, I'm not going to be that guy. So I gave him brotherly love at first and treated him like a little brother and then got his trust. And once I was able to get his trust, then I was able to step in and talk to him like I was his dad and tell him things to do and tell him what he should be doing and shouldn't be doing, teach him how to survive in this type of setting like just different things father advice is what i was able to give to him after i developed his trust but i never would have had that without being able to break the break the ice so to speak in the beginning 
with the brotherly love. So props to you and bro. Props yeah. to you and Ali for that. For real. Nah, and I know that's where it came from. So it's not like I'm questioning if that's where it came from. That type of personality that I have is from you and Oliver. Yeah. Facts. I appreciate I that, that but you making it sound like we used to beat y'all down, man. No, y'all like, used, to used to beat us up, bro. <laughs> I don't know about all that. That's I funny. No, maybe we mom, did. mom made y'all like I ain't like getting my hair washed because I felt like I was drowning. <laughs> Quick story. I drowned or almost drowned in Ocean City, Maryland one time. Oliver came and ran and grabbed me from under the water. Mind you, the water was probably like two feet high. I just thought I was drowning. Yo. All right. Fast forward now. I get to the house, uh, uh, to my mom's house, I think it was, and mom wanted me to wash my hair. I don't remember why. I wouldn't get my hair washed. I wouldn't let her wash it. So she told you and Oliver to put me under the water. But because of what y'all always did to us, I ain't trust y'all putting me under the water. So I flipped out. I started spazzing out. I started, like, kicking (laughs) all this crazy stuff. And y'all was all laughing at me, yo. That terrified me of water for, like, I was probably scared of water. Man, to, like, like tomorrow, I think I was scared of water. that's funny. Yo, I'm still scared of water. I, I don't know. I, like, I feel like I vaguely remember that story, but I, I don't know, man. Yo, it's yo, bro. That's what I was telling you. I got stories, though. I got. I know, we didn't even I scratch the surface. We, we didn't even scratch the surface on stories. We didn't, bro. We, we didn't. Tell. I mean, we could tell so many stories, and um, man, bro. That's so what, what I'm saying, man, you can't have that many stories if you wasn't there, bro. Uh, yeah, I know, and I don't think you know. It's not a thing about not be. I mean, I was there, but I wasn't there. You know, I feel that. you know what I'm saying? I like I was there, but I wasn't there because it wasn't like I moved across the country. Right. I was basically a train ride away. And, you know, I, you know, through over the years, obviously, I stay in contact. But I think we was always at your crib. Yeah, y'all came through. But when y'all was younger, though, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. I feel was that younger. So you figure if I left home when I was, you know, 18 and y'all was, you know, yeah, when y'all was six and eight and 10. You know, 12, yeah. But, you know, when y'all got to be teenagers, y'all was doing your own thing. You right. know what I mean? Then I had two kids. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, so it was just, you know, so I was there, but but I wasn't there, you know, at, at the time when I would, you know, um, at a time when I, I would think would have been an important time for me to be a part of what y'all had going on, you know, right. to try to be more of an impact. Because, you know, obviously I have my vision of what I believe a good brother is. You know what right. I'm saying? I started off talking about that Cain and Abel thing and, mm-hmm. you know, definitely don't want to be in that category. And obviously I never oh. had no, no hate, no jealousy, nothing like that. You know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to um, have an impact in y'all lives. And I think that it might've came from not growing up with a father mm-hmm. figure type situation. Somehow I think that that might have been connected to that. Um, I mean, I like, I know your dad was around a little bit, you know, um, we, we had we had some years with him, but um, just having a just I think that that's somehow as I was growing up and raising my own kids, I'm like, dang, I, I, I wasn't there for my brothers. Like I'm telling my son and my daughter support each other, be there for each other. And I'm like, dang, I wasn't really there for my brothers, my brothers and sisters when they was coming up and, and just different things that, you know, different events that I missed and, you know, uh you know, that I want, I, I wish I was a part of. So, I mean, you know, that's just my, pers- my perspective of it. 
you know, and I'm just everything glad that- we do for the today, bro. You told me this. Yeah. It's for tomorrow. So dig it. Everything that you've been doing for these last four or five years, cruises, we've been on cruises together. Yeah. You hit us up. We doing podcasts. We do family zooms. You constantly texting everybody, hitting, calling us, making sure everybody cool. Everything you doing right now, man, is building what we need to have for the future because we are going to be the ones that got to keep the whole family together. It's going to be us. Yep. It's literally going to be us. It's not, we can't leave that up to no other cousins, no nothing. I, I take full responsibility for that role in our entire family as far as our brothers and sisters are concerned because we are the ones that are going to be able to bridge the gap between everybody. And I see that now. And the stuff you're doing right now in these podcasts, reaching out to all of us the way you do constantly, consistently, like all of that is building up everything you felt like you didn't, you weren't there. For, like, I mean, yeah, it's at the, it's obviously at the you can't change the past. Yeah, right. But what you're doing now is more than fixing the past. Right. It's more than fixing it. Trust me. No, I appreciate that. Now, one last thing I ask you before we wrap up you're also a girl dad yeah man so what's that what's that like you know how first of all how old is your daughter my baby girl is seven years old she's seven now man yep going on what seven seven going on what (laughs) eight man but really she going on like at least 30 30 right exactly 30 like she grown she be telling me about myself and all that (laughs) i think i think fireball Yo, man, she, number one, she's strong, Mm -hmm. physically strong, mentally strong too, but she's physically very strong. So when she got an attitude, her mom can't. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you think of a seven or eight year old, you think you could just, Hey, you better stop right now or else like, no, she not that one. Like if she don't want to stop, she ain't going to stop. So. She's something else, but I mean, she listens well. She's a good kid, really good kid, really, really, really extremely smart. And she just got a strong personality, and it's blamed on me because, yeah, she <laughs> hard-headed. <laughs> to say the least, she hard-headed. But she's daddy's little girl. Yep, and that's my princess, though. Yeah. But she'll sit next to me, cuddle up with me. She won't move. Like, that's my daughter. That's, that's my baby girl. Yeah, so I love it, man. I love it. That was my first child of my own my first daughter was my yeah. first birth for me now i'm saying being a dad that was my first time seeing anything like that like right. i i never even imagined that it would be the way it was and the second she was born i won't even say when she was born before she was born i felt a bond with her i felt like number one i'm gonna run through this real quick but from the time i was like 15 or 16 i truly used to tell people they'll be like yo what if you had a kid i'd be like i don't know like she gonna be cool they'd be like why you say she i was like because i know i'm gonna have a daughter i've been wow. saying that because i was like 14 or 15 i'm not even making that up like that's real story true story 100 percent. wow and i never came off of that i never thought different as bad as i wanted a son i wanted a son first in my head i thought i wanted a son first but Never did I ever say I was going to have a son first. I always knew I was having a daughter first. And that's kind of why her name is what her name is, to be honest. So, wow. destiny. 
So that's that's where she get her name from that's crazy. in my head. Well, then, yeah, I, I uh, that's that's awesome, man. And uh, yeah, I'm a girl dad too. So yeah, girls definitely hold a special special place in their father's heart. So um, I mean, Destiny is seven, but Asia is 27. So <laughs> right, right. So you that's know, big, you still big, got yeah, you still got a little ways to go. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of years to go, man. Yeah. I ain't even, man. That's something else. That's another story. So look, man, we have to do this again, man. I appreciate you coming on, having this conversation with me, man. It's been, um, it's you know, I think we we talked about a lot of stuff. You know, really, just really, this is just what one of our phone conversations would sound like. Really, you man. Know, honestly, it, literally, this was just a phone conversation. That's how I feel, man. Yeah, it's just a phone conversation, and honestly, we didn't even t- we didn't even scratch the surface on stories. But I think that when we get Oliver on, get Stefan on, we'll get a little more in depth perspective of growing up with me as your keeper. <laughs> right, right. That's what's so up. I think I think for sure, I definitely have learned in in these years of my life as I gotten older that I am my brother's keeper. And I willingly do that. And I love you, man. And I appreciate you. I love you too, big bro. Definitely appreciate you, man. Yeah. So look, why don't you quick tell people where they can find you, uh, you and your music. Hey, you can find me on Instagram, Showtime, T-X-M-E underscore 2-S-H-9. Showtime 2Shine. You can pretty much find me on any other social media account, Showtime Jennings. Yeah, I'll Check tap- my music. I'll tag you in this one too. And obviously, this is your first time listening. Thank you. Go check out our other episodes. You can follow me on the gram at lifeunplug underscore pod on Twitter, lifeunplug pod underscore one. I'm also in Clubhouse too. Check me out on Clubhouse. Drop a comment, like, share. Remember, it's free to do all three. I appreciate everybody for listening and supporting the Life Unplug podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.